Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Tuesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harris here with the Daily VR Investing Podcast. Another uh, not-so-pretty day in the markets today. You know, I can talk about what made the news today, like Jay Powell speaking before Congress, dropping a couple of uh, haymakers that had never been talked about before. And he just, boom, lets it go. Anytime Jay Powell has a microphone in front of his face, bad things tend to happen in the markets. That's one thing. But it seems to be, this seems to be conjecture, really, uh, fear, really, about not about Omicron, which is just another variant. Uh, it's it, you know we we never talked about Delta here uh, because well we did rarely we had to mention it right, but we knew it was it was just a mutation. It was a var- it was just another variant uh, of the original version, and that uh, we also know from science uh, because of lifetimes of science have told us that each variant is weaker than the version before it. That's just science. That's actual science. And yes, it may be more contagious, but it's like the common cold. Because let's face it, these are all the common cold, the flu, these are all coronaviruses, okay? Rona is a coronavirus, of course. And so we've never been worried about Delta. We've never been worried about this new Omicron. But you don't have to worry, folks, about the illness itself because this, this was none of this was ever about a virus. We know this by now. This has uh, clearly been, from get-go, a pandemic. Uh, just got uh, uh, suspended again from Twitter for a week for saying that, along with talking about the power of therapeutics, which, of course, that's how we knew. That's how we knew, really, from early on, that this was a pandemic uh, from Jump Street, was that they never talked about therapeutics, which could actually induce save lives, right? It was always about masks and about lockdowns, and about taking away our freedoms, and about control, government control, right? And they've never cared about natural immunity. I have natural immunity. I had run early on. Uh, I just read, uh, according to the CDC, almost 150 million Americans, just in America, right? Really, pretty much half of all Americans have already had Rona. We have natural immunity. There's nothing better than natural immunity. But again, we're not allowed to talk about that. So again, this, we, we know this is a pandemic. So this is what we have to fear, is what will these totalitarians do next? That's, I think, what the market's fearing here, uh, because we've seen that they'll, they'll do anything. You know, they've got their front man, Fauci, who... Um, I mean, he just will tell a different lie every day and look straight in the camera and do it. This, this is a, a pure, plainly a psychopath that we have in office. And I think most of these are, you know, it's never been a secret that if you're running for president, if you're not a megalomaniac, you're not going to win. You, you will not win. You, you don't have what it takes. You have to be willing to do anything to become president of this country. And... Uh, to be in leadership. That's, that's, that's the way things are now. That's how sick and twisted things have become. And that's what I think the markets are fearing here is what will the Biden, what will not, it's really not the Biden administration. It's not really even team Biden. What will the permanent ruling class do next? What, what are, what will our betters, our, our, our masters of the universe, what do they have planned for us next? And I think that's what the internals started telling us when they really started collapsing in NASDAQ a week ago, Ugly, ugly again today, by the way. Uh, but um, we got also so, see some signs of a of panic selling that took place today. Uh, we've actually been adding two positions here. Let's let's cover the markets first, and I'll tell you uh, exactly what we saw today. Uh, that in a normal world would tell us it's time to back up the truck and buy. I actually think that is the case. But uh, you know they're trying to pass new stimulus, and this is what this is their playbook. This is the repeating pattern, 
from the beginning, the onset of coronavirus insanity, when they needed to get a new stimulus deal done, they used a sell-off in the markets and fear-mongering over, a, over another strain or, you know, whatever, whatever the uh, craziness they come up with that people will buy. And that sends the markets lower, and it tends to get elected officials acting. So, again, that's the playbook. That, that's what they've been using. Let's cover the markets quick. Dow Jones down 652, just off the lows, down 1.8% at 34,483. Uh, our Rust 2000 was down 1.92%. Right there with the SP 100, also down 1.9%. NASDAQ down 245. Our leader on the day down 1.55%, uh, down 245 into 15,537. The 10 year yield now all the way back down to 1.44%. Uh, again, let's talk about power for the VIX, the VIX, by the way, up 18% today. Still putting in a series of lower, lower highs, though. Uh, but let's talk for a second about what Powell said because this has to be talked about. Powell's never said what he said today before Congress. And so when, 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 uh, when, you're, when your Fed chairman, who is really the beard for the uh, global banking cartel, right? That's really what it, that's his job, the mouthpiece. When he goes before Congress and he says a couple of things, for, for example, he said, it's, and this had not been said before, okay? He said, it's time to stop using the word transitory when it comes to inflation. Inflation is going to grow from here. Okay, so... I think most of us probably knew that. We've, we're seeing it happen left and right. That's not a real surprise. But the first person to use the word transitory was Jay Powell. So in other words, he's telling himself to stop saying this word. Okay. All right, Mr. Money Printing Rockstar. Uh, wow, what a, what a fraud and a phony these people are, right? Uh, and the second thing that he said <clears throat> was <clears throat> it may make sense to speed up the QE tapering process, the tapering process. Um, now, he's, he can say that and justify that, not because the economy is overheating, but because inflation is overheating. Why is inflation overheating? Why is inflation growing? For the same reason that it always does. Inflation is and always will be a monetary event, a money printing event. They have a lot more money being printed. They want to print a whole lot more, not just in the U.S., but globally. That's how Jay Powell knows that inflation is going to continue to rise. So that puts the Fed between a bit of a rock and a hard spot. If they continue uh, to, uh, to, 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 to do nothing, right, just a slight tapering, no rate increases, then guess what? Jay Powell can read the tea leaves. He knows what that means for inflation, and it's going to be ugly. So, but I can also tell you this, folks. The Fed only has one playbook. They, they only have one playbook. It's called QE Infinity, Quantitative Easing Infinity. That's the only, really the only play they have in their playbook. And I can promise you this, I can just promise you this, any tapering is going to be extremely short-lived, unless they want to crack the markets. Now, if that's what their game plan is, if, that, if that's what the game plan of the permanent ruling class is, then yeah, sure, that's exactly what they would do. Okay? Because you take away the punch bowl in this market, in this economy, with these expectations, uh, then yeah, yeah, you're going to see a dramatic move lower in stocks. We don't expect that to be the case. But folks, that's always been the reality, hasn't it? Right? That's the one thing that's kept... Stock prices melting up has been a very, very friendly, super friendly Federal Reserve as use of quantitative easing, money printing, not just the U.S., but central banks globally. If they ever take that away, obviously, uh, all bets are off. Again, don't believe at all that's the case. Matter of fact, we are, looking, we are buying here, and uh, I'll tell you what, we actually bought small caps today. Uh, we bought energy stocks last week. 
Uh, believe it or not, we're still up on those. Uh, again, it's about buying right. And it also, it's also about knowing that, you, you know, we're not bottom, we're not bottom pickers. You know, we like to buy things that our, our system says, our discipline says, this is the range you want to go long at. Because it, it, it buying at this level gives you an opportunity for 30 to 50 to 100% gains down the road. Uh, and that's what we've been doing here. But we're also, also starting to see some signs of, of panic selling today. We saw today, certainly, uh, the trend, which is the arms index. It's basically a calculation that uses both up-down volume and advanced decline ratio. Don't ask me to explain it to you because I can't do it. I just did it the best I could. But the, the arms index has been around, I think, as long as I've been in the business, pretty much, developed by Dick Arms. And it hit a reading today of 2517. I know what that means. That's a sign of panic selling. Any reading in the arms index or the trend above 2000 is viewed as panic selling, meaning a reversal in the other direction is in the near future. And again, today we had 2517, a big, big level of panic selling. In addition, and we didn't get it, again, the final, final numbers will be out a bit later, but this is very close, but I don't think we got there uh, on Friday. We had the NYSE down volume was down was down ninety four percent of all volume on, on the NYSE was down on Friday. If we had gotten there today, there's two schools of thought here, folks. Two one school of thought is it's a sign of capitulation. The other school of thought is it's a bad sign in a bull market. Uh, I'm going to leave that for my betters to figure out. But I know that when we're in this 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 area uh, of the market, right? Seasonality. We're just in second year of a bull market. It's a brand new bull market. With driven by unprecedented liquidity, surging corporate earnings, and the ongoing big bribe, which we've talked about here a lot, uh, this bull market's got, if, if, again, unless they're pulling the rug, and I keep throwing that out there because you just don't know, you just, that's the wild card. It's always the wild card. You don't know what these elite megalomaniacs really have planned. We know they pulled off a pandemic. You can't put anything past them. So you got to put that out there, but that's not how we're acting, just to be clear. But it's on my mind. I can tell you it's on the market's mind. You can't trust these assholes, okay? I don't think that's a secret to anyone. But today it looks like NYSE down volume came in at 89.5%, just below that 90% barrier. And so what it tells me, again, is that you've got uh, – this is capitulation level selling pressure. And we saw it again today in new 52-week highs and lows. Again, I got to run the final numbers today in about an hour, but this looks to me like it's a new low post uh, the uh, uh, March 23rd uh, bottoms uh, of uh, 2020 for coronavirus insanity. Today we had, um, uh, I'm jumping around just a little bit, but I want to cover this here. 628 NASDAQ stocks hit a new 52 week low. 628. That is the highest level since March of last year. And so we've had a string of these. Over the last week, a string of these massively big NASDAQ readings of new 52-week lows that you just don't commonly see when you're coming off all-time highs. But we are seeing it. And again, it's happening now. At the end of this month, we're getting into December, typically very bullish. Also going to uh, point out to you what uh, Stock Traders Almanac reported today. Some pretty good analytics here, by the way, I think. Stock Traders Almanac said, going back to 1949, Following a negative Black Friday, which is pretty uncommon. Remember, Friday was down big. Following a, a, a negative Black Friday in the markets, the S&P 500 
uh, has posted gains in 15 of 21 cases. So it's happened only happened 21 times. Again, Black Friday is typically up. Half day is trading. People are in good spirits. They're out shopping. The market's quiet. We certainly didn't get that this past Friday, did we? Uh, again, ugly, ugly day. Down 900 or so. Uh, but uh, following 1949, in 15 to 21 cases, that's 71%, the markets have risen into year end. That's a pretty powerful uh, 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 quant right there. And I'll say the average gain has been 2.6% uh, uh, going into the end of the year. So really, over the last month, uh, the, the, the gains have been pretty significant following that, uh, that, uh, that situation. Uh, what else today? Uh, as I wrote to our people today, uh, look, this, this sure looks to me to be overdone. I wish the internals weren't so bad. Uh, but frankly, yesterday, semiconductors were up 4%. 4% leading the way. That's a massive move higher in the semis. Semiconductors lead both to the upside and to the downside. Also, NASDAQ yesterday up 1.9%. Again, that, those don't tend to be one-offs when you see those kind of moves higher. By the way, again today, the semis were only down 1.2%, right? Much, much less than the broad market. NASDAQ, only down 1.5%, you know, down less than the broad market. We're still seeing all the indicators that tell us this is likely just a correction to shake people out. Uh, one final point on that. Uh, and I, I think this is kind of a biggie. We're big sentiment followers here. You know, uh, just less than a month ago. The fear and greed index hit 87, okay? Extreme greed. It hit 31 yesterday, from 87 to 31 in about three weeks. So it tells you a lot of fear, and I saw people write about this today. Again, we saw panic selling today. You know, as I, as I covered earlier in the, in the arms index, in the, in the trend, uh, the fear and greed index, I can promise you that these sentiment, uh, 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 these sur sentiment surveys are going to reflect massive changes. And so that's just not how bull market tops occur. It's not how they act. We talk about this all the time because my mentors were really big on this. And uh, I think it can't be overstated that when you're at a, a significant market top, the markets go lower, but sentiment doesn't really change much. You know, uh, people just like, you know, the, the markets can't go down. Stocks can't go down. And so they remain very bullish. That's just not happening now. That's just not happening now. Uh, and we're starting to see, again, the sentiment surveys, put call ratios, et cetera, starting to, uh, starting to reflect some real fear. And, of course, we saw it again today in some of the things we just talked about in the panic selling in the market. Uh, what else today? Um, uh, covered a lot today with our folks. That's probably enough on the markets right here. Uh, let me go ahead and tell you what the rest of the internals did, sectors, watch, commodities, and we'll wrap for the day. Again, ugly internals today, but but not 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 hideous outside of the new 52-week lows for Nasdaq. I will tell you the the combination. This is this is kind of a stunning figure, to tell you the truth. Combined Nasdaq and NYSE, there were 908 new 52-week lows. <laughs> 908. That's a big big number. Only 17 uh, 72 stocks hit new 52-week highs. This market's being hit, broadly speaking. And again, that's what the internals have been reflecting of late. And now it's starting to catch up with everything. As far as the advanced decline, NYSE wasn't awful. Look, it was 4 to 1 negative. That's not good, obviously, on the advanced decline. Volume, 
NYSE, again, as I said earlier, was 89.5%. I got to run those final numbers a bit later, but I don't think it quite made the 9% kind of magic number, uh, which may be a good thing. Uh, but uh, I, I think it does show signs of capitulation here. If not, things are going to get really ugly. Uh, but uh, volume for NYSE, assuming NASDAQ volume, was, uh, what was that, about two and a half? Yeah, two and a half to one negative. Not horrible there. Advanced decline. Uh, uh, for NASDAQ was only uh, two and a half to one negative as well. So NASDAQ obviously is holding up better. It's been our growth. And again, talked about yesterday, semis doing well, NASDAQ doing well, holding up again, better today. Um, and our uh, sector watch today, surprise to no one, there were no stocks hitting, uh, no, excuse me, no sectors were higher today. Every, all 11 S&P 500 sectors were lower, led to the downside by, uh, Consumer discretionary. Nope. Let me let me sort that again. That's not correct. There we go. Communication services down three percent. Utilities down two point nine percent. Not not uh, not a great sign there, by the way. Consumer staples down two point seven percent, and uh, industrials down two and a half percent. Finally, our commodity watch. Uh, gold today down ten dollars an ounce at seventeen seventy four. It's really been stuck in this seventeen fifty to eighteen fifty range now for it seems like for forever. Uh, silver today. Uh, down, uh, what is that, uh, 2 cents an ounce at 22.82. Copper down 3 cents a pound at $4.30 a pound. Oil today uh, down another 2.97 at 67. Well, we were just at 80, 86, 87 dollars a barrel, weren't we? Uh, 2.97 uh, uh, today. Uh, oil's now is a bear market. That's a 20% decline in a short period of time. Uh, Bitcoin down 9.34 at 57,361. All right, folks, hope you had a good day. Hope you have a better night, and we'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.